Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network. Ah, the holidays. It's time for putting up decorations, eating too much, spending time with friends and family, and listening to Christmas music. No other holiday has an entire genre of music dedicated to it, and some of the songs we play every year are older than rock and roll itself. You can be the biggest Grinch outside of Whoville. There's still something out there for you. On today's festive episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we spent hours wandering around malls and listening to the radio to handpick the best songs for the most wonderful time of the year. Get cozy by the fire with a glass of eggnog, rock and rollers. We're shifting gears from hey ho, let's go to ho 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 as we talk about Christmas music that doesn't suck. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Prisoners of Rock and Roll. That was a little twisted sister covering Oh Come All Ye Faithful. We wanted to yeah. we wanted to come out the gate hot playing some kick-ass Christmas songs. I am your host, Bruce Kramer. I'm here with Santa's number one elf, Ryan McCusker. Merry Christmas, everybody. Doug can't be with us. He had a, uh, unfortunately, he had a death in the family. Our, our heart goes out to him. Totally give my love, all of our love to the Donofrio family, my sister-in-law, Anna, I love you very, very, very much. Doug, we love you. We wish you were here. But you must still rock. Santa still got to deliver the presents. We still got to make the episodes. We're going to hold down the fort and do our best. So this episode, yeah, man, we're going to talk about Christmas music. I uh, used to hate Christmas music, but, you know, I really love it. I do, too. And I feel like that you and I are in a position we can speak about this authoritatively because we spent several years working at Blockbuster Music and Sam Goody. So we listened to this stuff for 50 hours a week, six days a week between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve. And really, I really got jaded by a lot of it from hearing it so much because I associated it with stress and everything else. Oh, totally. All that time. like I mean, we were working like 40 hours a week. But working Christmas retail is no joke. It's like going to war. These people, they just lose their minds as they for things. Yeah. It takes so much away from the spirit of what the holiday's about. And it's now just about getting shit. Yeah. If you're out shopping in stores, and God bless you, because I don't know why you are, because I do almost all my Christmas shopping on Amazon. Yeah. But if you're going out in a store, man, be nice to these people. They're, they're dealing with extra stress, too, with all the other crap that's going on in the world. And they don't deserve your rudeness. Just keep it cool. Everybody's there. Everybody wants to, has the same goal. So I was really excited about doing this episode. Uh, we had this circled when we were doing episodes every two weeks, and I was like, man, we're going to be doing one right before the holidays. Let's do something about Christmas music that doesn't suck. No, but so much of it's so depressing. But this project of us doing Christmas music that don't suck really realize how much there's rock in Christmas music. It gives me a whole new outlook of Christmas that I haven't had in a very long time. This was a great opportunity for us to play some tunes, talk about some stuff that we really like. We were putting together our playlist of songs that we liked, and there was some stuff we agreed on that we put on there. There There's some other stuff that we found that we'd never heard before, 
And it was just it was just a lot of fun to do. There was a lot of different Christmas compilations. You know what I was really disappointed in? I was like watching YouTube last night and all these years of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Everybody says how rocking they are, how such is a good time. I thought it sucked watching it on TV. I'm so glad I never went and saw it because there are a bunch of guys from a band called Sabotage. I don't know if you remember them yeah, or not. Yeah, like an 80s like hair band that yeah. just reinvented themselves. They were awesome. They were like a Queensryche kind of band. They were awesome, but they switched over to Christmas music and I always wanted to see them. But I thought I'm so glad I'd never wasted the money to see them. That's interesting because I've always heard that the visual show is really bit, like there's a lot of like lights and lasers and and it's it takes like a theater. lot more than that for me, pal. <laughs> you gotta so, have the tunes. Maybe before we tackle this, I broke all of the Christmas music down into five categories. There's your traditional like Christmas carols, Twelve Days of Christmas, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, Silent Night. You know, and a lot of that stuff has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Then I said there's like classic. Christmas songs, Jingle Bells, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, you know, stuff that there's a zillion different versions of, new songs, so things like All I Want for Christmas is You, Thank God It's Christmas by Queen, Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty, stuff that maybe came out in like the 80s forward. Sure. The fourth bucket I came up with was novelty songs, so like goofy things like Alvin and the Chipmunks, the best. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. And then there's bands that are all they do is Christmas stuff, which is Trans-Siberian Orchestra and like Mannheim Steamroller. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah. There's so much stuff. I was like, how can I try to describe it and put it into some sort of categories? I like my I like to be organized with my thoughts. So that's where I started. That's a great way to go. I'm I'm a little bit differently. I I'm looked at songs that are just the rockinest Christmas songs that I could possibly find. And there's so many of them. I do love the old Christmas carols, but you know, I consider them outdated and they were like my parents' songs. I'm tired of all the old-time Christmas music. I want my Christmas music, and it just happened to be the Ramones. Merry Christmas I don't want to fight tonight with Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight with you You know, when I was a little kid, I heard that for the first time I was like, this is the greatest fucking band ever It's got some melody to it, too It's not. Yeah. Ju- it's not just like Punk it's in like your when face. we were when we were talking about the Ramones a few weeks ago. I was saying how much they had this Phil Spector sound, this doo-wop sound, and I totally think that song has that. When you were just mentioning too about the music that our parents listened to, I was trying to. I spent some time one afternoon. I was listening to all this stuff, and I was like. Why do we like Christmas music so much? I don't like it shoved down my throat. I like it to stop the day after Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Why not just like general in society? Why do we like it so much? And then I I started nerding out. I swore to myself I wasn't going to go nuts looking into shit around here. But I started looking up when did Christmas music really become a thing? And I looked up the dates of when a lot of songs were made. I was trying to find a pattern. I found that most of the classic Christmas songs that I mentioned were written between 1934 and 1950. And I'll read some examples in a second. But then you think about it, that's the period when like people our age, our parents were growing up. So they grew up hearing all this stuff. 
And then when they had kids, they probably wanted to have us feel the same way that they felt opening all their presents. 1934, Santa Claus is coming to town, Winter Wonderland. 1936, Carol of the Bells. 1939, Rudolph. 1940, White Christmas. 1941, Little Drummer Boy, Have Yourself a Merry Christmas was 1944. The Christmas song was 1944. Let It Snow, 1945. Here Comes Santa Claus, 47. Baby, It's Cold Outside, 48. Happy Holidays, 1948. Frosty the Snowman and Silver Bells was in 1950. Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, 1951. I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, 1952. Santa Baby, 1953. And There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays, 1954. Yeah, there was just a stretch there. They were just Just, totally putting out. There's not a lot of like new stuff in the last 20 years. There's like a handful of songs that have become like staples of Christmas music in the last 20 years. Oh, definitely. I yeah, think that Mariah Carey song. She's got a gig for the rest of her life, and she'll be out there singing that song every Christmas, you yeah. know, every Christmas special. I think she has a Christmas special on on Apple TV right now. Yeah, maybe I'll go home and watch that. I don't know. A lot of the Christmas songs that I really like is stuff that I listened to as a kid because it yeah. immediately makes me think of being a kid and doing something fun or spending time with my family at Christmas Eve or something like that. Like what? The biggest one for me is Darlene Loves. So Oh, sure. I listen to that, and I'm immediately thinking of spending time like at my grandmother's house on Christmas Eve with my mom's family. That song is off one of the greatest Christmas albums ever, the Phil Spector Christmas album. Yeah. I have such fond memories of with my father listening to that. We were talking about it dinner tonight, how that is the greatest Christmas album ever. She's fantastic, too. I mean, oh. she's, she's just so overlooked as one of the all-time great singers and if that you're right with the phil specter sound like if you wanted to teach somebody what that wall of sound was that song is a perfect example of it totally great great pick man what else you got what's some other great songs you just gave some information about some songs i'm gonna give some information about how many times the songs was recorded silent night was recorded 1,307, 315 times different versions of the song. White Christmas, 128,276 versions. Jingle Bells, 89,681 different versions. Like, it's, it's amazing. Like, these songs will never die. You know? Yeah. Like, they'll never die. We're going to be listening to goddamn White Christmas. And I think some people maybe. They like contemporary artists will go out and record versions of songs like that because they never die. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of artists who are well known for Christmas songs who were really, really famous a long time ago. Sure. And nobody knows who they are anymore other than yeah. because of Christmas songs like Bing Crosby. Yeah. Like, Bing Crosby is, I think I read that he's the most recorded singer in the history of music. He recorded over like 1,600 songs. And nobody listens to him anymore other than Christmas stuff. I wrote down a couple people, too, like Brenda Lee, the uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Oh, it's a great version. It's a great version. The only people with more chart hits in the 60s than her were Elvis, the Beatles, and Ray Charles. Wow. But she's largely forgotten. Totally. By any other than the Christmas songs. Burl Ives, you know, the Frosty the Snowman dude, largely forgotten. He was a really big actor. Bing Crosby. 
Gene Autry. Gene Autry was all over TV. It was like he wrote Here Comes Santa Claus, and he was like the first person to record Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. Nobody remembers who he is. No, I think things get forgotten in time. I mean, just like everything does. Songs get forgotten. People get forgotten. But every year, maybe they're, they're re-risen by Christmas songs yeah. that they were on. Sinatra's probably fallen into that. His version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is so good. Can we play yeah. just a... Yeah, I love that we're just going from the Ramones to Darlene Love to Frank well, Sinatra. That's what that's we that's do we on this show. Here. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Man, Frank could do it all, man. He was so, such a great voice. You you feel that Christmas. A person like myself, I can appreciate a song, you know, just being, being a single guy and just having a Christmas by myself kind of thing. And I feel like that song is so well represented. Yeah. Uh, in my heart. Yeah. In my heart. We've talked a lot on this show and other episodes about how the cool thing about music is the way it makes you feel. And that song definitely invokes an emotion in you. And that's probably that's one of the most like classic yeah. traditional Christmas songs. It's just let's pick it up a little bit. Let's let's play those naughty boy the kinks. Dude, I just love how the song goes on, how they wait for the Santa Claus to come out of work and they beat the shit out of him and steal his money. Take his money. (laughs) Yeah. The the kinks are are fantastic. uh, Dude, this COVID shit fucked everything up for a tour that they were- Yeah, they were trying to get back together. They finally Uh, put their their shit aside and we're going to reunite. Dude, they could have played like the Wells Fargo Center like two nights in a row. No problem. Yeah. We had some people during the Stones versus Beatles debate say like, yes, neither I'll take the kinks. So- Cool. Yeah, that's a that's a classic one. Now that we heard from the bad boys of rock and roll, let's hear from the good guys from Holland Queens. Just talking about Run DMC. And they put out this Christmas song back in 1987, and it blew my mind, man. It, it's so fun. The video is fun. And they rock it. And I don't remember ever hearing a hip-hop Christmas song before this. Either. No, it was in Die Hard. Yeah. Remember? It was like right in the beginning of Die Hard. So funky. It was December 24th on Holland Sabbath the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park. I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog. Oh my god. Great. Awesome. A lot of the stuff that's on the playlist is from these very special Christmas compilations. Yeah. They're really solid. They are solid. There's a lot of really good stuff on them. Was talking to my buddy John Popper this week. And uh, he has a song on one of the albums. It's called Christmas. It's a very special Christmas three. Yeah, here, here. Let's play a little bit of that too. I wish you one horse open sleigh would come carry me away. But I've been waiting here a 
Look at that. He's covering Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, too. No, he's a I, man of many I, religions. When I talked to him, I said, John, I really like how you put all the religions in there, you know? And I just think it's the best track on that compilation. I listened to it. Blue Schuyler's in that jam band world. They're very friendly with Fish and the Dave Matthews Band. And when we were talking about his version of Christmas that we just listened to, he compared it to a Fish song called Divided Sky. He got the okay from Trey to say, let me use this melody for this Christmas song. And Trey was like, go for it. He's, John said he's pretty proud of it. Um, I would be too. It's great production. He's got great words on it. He's just a great guy. Merry Christmas there, brother. It's really cool. I looked into a little bit around those very special Christmas things. Like, found out that it was sponsored. They were started by Jimmy Iovine. No way. The music producer. The million trillion the, yeah, quillionaire. Yeah. yeah, the guy behind Beats, yeah, Beats headphones, yeah, and the, the I, music guy. All those amazing records he made back yeah. in the 70s and 80s. And he did it to raise money as a fundraiser for Special Olympics. Those compilations have raised over $100 million for Special Olympics over the years. And there's a lot of, again, like we said, there's a lot of really cool Christmas music on them. So many. There's that John Mellencamp song on there. I love John Mellencamp. Yeah, I, I just love that whole first very special Christmas album. Even your boy Bruce Springsteen has a song on there. Yeah, and I think that's why I like Mellencamp so much because he's kind of like the Diet Coke version of Bruce Springsteen. You know, obviously I'm a I'm an enormous Bruce Springsteen yeah. fan. He's got a couple famous Christmas songs too. Yeah, um, you know, I think he chain smokes through all of them too. <laughs> the the Merry Christmas Baby uh, Springsteen's famous, but the one that I really love is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, me too. Play a little bit of that. I I love the beginning. Like everybody be good this year. Yeah, practicing yeah. your saxophone, Clarence. Yeah, yeah. and you can't listen to this song without doing the better be good for goodness sake and the deepest possible voice like play, yes. good for goodness yes you, you get your rock and roll uh membership card revoked if you don't do that yeah you better watch out you better not cry you better not pop i'm telling you why santa claus is coming to town santa claus is coming to town Love it. It's one of my favorite versions. That also Great. immediately makes me think of being a kid and spending time at my grandmother's house on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I have great memories being in the bar and hearing that song all through the holidays. Big inspiration, you know. I definitely knew who Springsteen was at a small kid. And to hear that song every year since then brings back great memories. Another absolutely classic song that I know you and I both like. We're jumping, we're shifting gears here. Mm -hmm. But in the jazz realm is the Vince Guaraldi trio, the Linus and Lucy. Oh, that's just like. This is one of my favorite Christmas albums. Mine too. I have it on vinyl. I've been listening to shit out of it. Man, the peanuts are awesome. Yeah, it's one of the best. You know what's crazy about them? They're a little bit more complex comedy. Then there's a lot of political shit going on in, in the middle of their of the scripts and that way over your head as a kid. But if you watch it as a grown up, you're like, man, they're talking about like unbelievable issues right now. And there's another one that's on our playlist of uh, from Snoopy, which is Snoopy's Christmas. Yeah. 
Which is weird because he's fighting in World War II. As you know, we hear the bombs going off. That's what in I the mean. Like, it was a little bit complex, like the comedy that was going on. This is this is my second favorite Christmas song. I just I love it. come out in the first world war the bloody red baron was flying once more the allied command ignored all of its men and called on snoopy to do it again was the night before christmas and i'm being god honest truth to you bruce i've never heard that before i was thinking of another song but you just introduced this song to me. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. It's put a smile on my face. I never even heard that song before. No shit. You've never heard that before? No, I thought you were going to play like the, the the Flight of the Red Baron. But no, I've never even heard that song before. Oh my before. God. No shit. Well, you gotta, we got to play the whole thing at some point now. Yeah, he he's fighting the Red Baron and they- I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. They, they land behind- And it, Snoopy's forced to land behind the enemy lines and he thinks he's done and the Red Baron's going to kill him and the Red Baron just goes like, Merry Christmas. And, uh, they, and they have a drink together and, uh, they, and then they fly away because it was like, I guess that was a classic thing during World War One that a lot of times the side stopped because of Christmas. They stopped killing each other. Yeah, so, and totally. then they go off each other. They go off saying that they're going to try to kill each other again tomorrow. That's, it's, that's it's one of my favorite songs. I've never, ever, ever heard Holy that shit. song before. Wow. Where have I been? I know. Seriously. I didn't hear that blockbuster music. Yeah. I, I didn't do a very good job taking control of the uh, the music at the time when we were working in the music store. We're playing too much crappy Christmas music. Got the Celine Dion Christmas album. Boys the Men had one out at that time. I guess as that stuff keeps coming out, as new bands put that stuff out, it gets played on the radio, which also means that something that i like is probably dropping out of the radio totally there's always like um i i heard fucking trains christmas album like uh, a lot this year they have like, a whole album i think so oh it's bad and they're to, I, to me they're just a, a standard sucks standard issue pop band i've god i like coldplay more than i like that <laughs> i fucking hate coldplay maybe they will be the ones that get in the electric chair today everyone's gonna have to listen and find i out. don't know let's keep on rocking dude there is a song out there that lemmy sings lead vocals while chuck berry plays guitar yes you got dave Grohl on drums and you have Billy Gibson from ZZ Top. Yeah. And they rock it, man. They do this run Rudolph run version. I forget how I came across this, but it, we were, we, you know, as we were sharing our notes beforehand, we we were sharing this with the three of us. We're like, holy shit, this is awesome. This this is reminds me of so much of that Saturday Night Live skit when you had Frankenstein, the mummy, <laughs> and they're all singing Christmas music together. That's what this reminds me of. Uh, let's play a little bit of it. Oh, it's please just, do. It's, it's great. Please do. Lemmy is a national treasure. Oh, we miss you, Lemmy. The world needs you now, man. Motorhead should absolutely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is such a truth. 
ever been told in McCuskers, that's it. And everything about him just seems like he was just all about having a good time. And that's why he's dead. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) That dude, he didn't give a shit. He just drank as much Jack Daniels as he could. Yeah, I've know people that met Lemmy and said he was the most genuine guy. Lemmy is an absolute national treasure, and I was glad that we were able to get this in here. Yeah, and the the great version of Run, Run, Run Rudolph is of course Uh, Chuck. You know, Chuck Berry. Chuck is just, just again fantastic. Wow, Chuck was the king, man. And there's some shitty versions of that. So, like Cheryl Crow does a version of that. Yeah, and some, I, mean, so, I know we said we're not going to. No, Keith gonna... Richards has a version of that that is swinging, man. I love Keith swinging. Richards' version of that song. I kind of stumbled on that by accident too the other day when I was just looking for different stuff. And can we play some blues? Yeah, let's yeah. play. So sometimes you got to have blues on Christmas. And my man B.B. King is always represented. He has a great song called Merry Christmas Baby. Yeah. A version of Merry Christmas Baby. Just awesome. The guitar playing, just BB. fantastic. I was B- so lucky to see him in concert. Another one of those guys that's probably like, yeah, mainstream music. He's probably going to fade away and just become one of those legends. And if you're not. if you're really into music, you listen to him. Let's keep on going backwards in time. Man, this Christmas song, I came out of nowhere. I was looking at a Christmas songs, and there's a guy called Tampa Red. And this this recording is from like 1925 or 1926. It's really out there. It's called Christmas and New Year's Blues. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy. I never. We're probably the only people in the world that's ever heard this guy in the last fucking 60 years. I looked him up because I was like, who is this dude? Like, I didn't even know when he was alive. Yeah. And they said that he was one of the guys that influenced Muddy Waters. So it was wow. like tight like that. Like he played with like Big Ma Rainey, like a you know, really, really old. Let's just play a little bit of it. it I don't was even really know cool. how I came across it, dude. Christmas is on me. New Year's will follow soon. Wow. Really cool. You know how we say, Bruce, the universe opens up and you find things. You just kind of fa- fall into something. Holy I mean, that, was, that Lemmy song was like that, too. I was just kind yeah. of tooling around and, and found it. And it was like, oh, wow, what is this? And it was something that I really liked. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm looking over the playlist that we put together that we'll definitely share on, 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 Spotify. on Spotify. There's just so definitely. much just great stuff. I love comedy and Christmas music. It makes me feel a little bit better. You know, a lot of songs are bummers. But you heard the, the parody of the Sabbath 
song, I Am Santa Claus, by the I Am Iron Man, yeah. the I Am Santa Claus. Bob Rivers, he's put out a couple albums, like, just largely as parodies of Christmas stuff. And one of them, it was a cover of Feliz Navidad, but it was called, like, Police Lock Me Up. And I was like, <laughs> man, I don't know if you could make that in 2020. It was like a guy with a real thick Hispanic accent. But speaking of that, in today's standards, too, what did you think of all that when we were all supposed to be offended by Baby It's Cold Outside last year? Bruce, I'm not offended by anything. I've been a bartender for over 20 years. I'm not offended by anything anymore. If anything, it's like stupidity. Another stupid thing that people have to talk about on the news. I agree. I thought it was ridiculous. The same people that are bitching about this are the same ones that are listening to Wet Ass Pussy by Cardi B. Like, that song offends me. And it now that's it, a song. It offends me because it's considered music, <laughs> and I looked it up on spot. I had never heard that song I don't until even this know week. What you're talking about? Oh my god! Um, we'll play it. Great. So I've introduced you I to the Snoopy wait. and the Red Baron, and yes. then I'm going to introduce you to some wet ass pussy when we go to commercial break. It's been a long time. Let me tell you. <laughs> and if you and if you have to get that from me, then how far you uh. done fell? Holy shit. That's that's how we roll here. That's how at the, we roll. At the Prisoners of Rock and Roll. Let's keep on laughing here. I, I love to laugh during the holidays, especially when when you have uh, great albums out there, like Cheech and Chong Christmas album. Man, they are so fucking funny, even all these years later. It, you know, even if you're not a stoner or anything like that, you can appreciate the characters that they created. They were so popular. They put a fucking Christmas album out. What was the name of the Rick Moranis was like the two the Canadian the, the Kenenzi brothers? Yeah, like I was looking for their Christmas song and I couldn't find that one. Yeah, they did a version of um, Twelve Days of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, like they're, and they, a beer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they get yeah. beer and all that other yeah. stuff. And that version of that song is probably the only version of Twelve Days of Christmas I can listen to. I yeah. I fucking hate that yeah. song. The Muppets version is okay when Beaker goes me 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 for the <laughs> the one part. The rest of it, the song is too long. Nobody wants any of that shit for Christmas. Nobody remembers the lyrics. That's how long ago that song was written. Like I don't even know what half of that shit is. Yeah, that, that song's song. like hundreds of years old. It was one of the older Christmas songs ever written. But it's like, yeah, dude, uh, no thank you. I don't need the maids of maids of milking, lords of leaping, and I don't want your partridge in a pear tree. Dude, you gotta play me the fucking William Shatner song. Oh my God. You, this is another, another song that I'd never heard of William Shatner and Henry Rollins doing jingle bells. Let me find that. William Shatner came out with a Christmas album a couple of years ago called Shatner Claus. And he is somehow friends with Henry Rollins, which is amazing. Yes. He was, Shatner came out with an album in like the late nineties, maybe early two thousands that Henry Rollins was on a couple of times with that as well. So, uh, let me just shut up and play this. Jingle Bells Punk Rock. That makes me feel so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's keep it rocking. Let's get a little more heavy, Bruce. I want to get a little bit more heavy with this Christmas music. All right, let's do it. What else you got? There's a there was an album out 
a few years ago that covered all the Nightmare Before Christmas music, and Corn did Kidnapped to Santa Claus. Can we play that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I've never heard this. So this, this is, is rocking. This is it. Yeah. Dude, that's not a hard. That's a hard song to cover. I've never heard that, and I've never heard this album. It's cool. I yeah. have to check that out. We were in the vein of the punk rock stuff. One one that I put on there was uh, "Heart the Herald Angel Sing" that by Bad Religion. Bad Religion came out with an entire Christmas album of punk covers. That's amazing. Which I thought was really kick ass. I'm really into Bad Religion. I think they're a great band. I think it's cool as hell that the the lead singer is a college professor and he really? teaches I don't know too much about them. Yeah, he, I've seen them a few times. Yeah. They're they're yeah. really, really political, but he's like this super intellectual guy. You know, just play like ten seconds. Yeah, of it. please cool. do. I love that Bad Religion album. I just feel like that is a that there's been a trend of that recently around or heavy metal musicians coming out with Christmas albums. We were talking about the Twisted Sister album yeah. that song that we played at the beginning of the show. Yeah. That's that's a whole album which is really cool. It is. There's a great YouTube video. It's the whole concert from Vegas from a few years ago and it's really fun to watch. It's family friendly. Check it out. Uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest actually has a, a whole Christmas album Does he came he? out with a couple years ago. It probably it's, rocks. It's not bad. It's his solo band, a Halford. Yeah, uh, but it's still his voice is unreal though. Yeah, yeah. When I hear that Rob Halford made a Christmas album, it makes me laugh a little bit, and it makes me want to listen to some more funny Christmas music. So this guy's from South Park put a great Christmas song out that that that, that Satan sings, and it goes like this. We'll have ourselves a little Christmas. Right here. Come on, everyone, gather around. String up the lights and light up the tree. We're gonna make some revelry. Spirits are high, so I can tell it's Christmas time in hell. Demons are nicer as you pass them by. There's lots of demon toys to buy. The snow is falling and all is well. It's Christmas time in hell. There goes Jeffrey Dahmer with a festive Christmas ham. After he has sex with it, he'll eat up all he can. And there goes John F. Kennedy, These guys. his son. Reunited for the holidays, God bless us everyone. Everybody has a happy glow, let's dance and- I think I'm on the naughty list just because I think that song's funny. It's, it's cool that you picked that one and not Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh. That yeah, that everybody sucks. hears. No, this one, this one's better. Especially Satan's a better character. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And God, Jesus Christ, he's got JFK in there with his kid. Uh, there's no limit with those dudes. Can we talk about another fun album? Yeah. I grew up on an Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas album. I think this is it's, it's a masterpiece, dude. It won Grammys. It's it made history. It back in in the sixties. It was before the Beatles, man. It was before the Rolling Stones, and the, and who was number one on, on the Billboard charts was Alvin and the Chipmunks, bro. Can you play for me a, a Chipmunk song? Uh, Christmas, don't be late. Yeah. Uh, 
you're not gonna like you're not gonna like this, but when I my first year working for Sam Goody, I we played this album so much, and I swear to God, this is true. I took the out, I took the CD, <laughs> I broke it in half. I took a cigarette lighter and I melted the pieces back together and I stuck it in the drywall in the stockroom with a steak knife through the middle of it with a post note on said, don't ever play this again. Well, now I'm going to play it on your show. <laughs> so, uh, it makes a return. Ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Okay! Classic to me, Bruce. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all. It's we, all good. And we, that's, yeah, that's one of those novelty songs, dude, too. That, but we, we had it on a track back as we were kids. I think I did, too, probably it, in my house. Uh, I have such good memories of it. It's all It's all good, man. I hope so. I don't want you to stab me in my no. eye. Or, like, break <laughs> my CDs and shit. No, it's all, it's all good. That's um, good. I'm just kind of looking at some other stuff that was on here that no, maybe we didn't talk about. One of the greatest Christmas songs ever. Is by a band called the Pogues. Yes. And I'll know if you know anything about the Pogues. They are an Irish traditional rock band. They do something different than most Irish bands like U2 do or anything like that. Number one, their singer is god awful. But he's he, a mess. He's mess. He's doing good these days. Shane McAllen. Yeah. I've seen the Pogues about five times. He didn't show up twice of them. It was like, what the fuck, dude? It was unbelievable. I was in the middle of New York City and I'm ready to go in. And they're like, the show's canceled because Shane fell off the fucking stage the night before and broke his fucking ankle. So there was no gig. But yeah. please play this fairy tale of New York. Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, won't see another one, and then he sang a song. That's a great song. Oh, um, we probably need to talk about that fucking travesty that is dude, out now. I am so embarrassed on so many levels. Yeah. So Bon Jovi just released a cover of this, and I th- I read an article that said it was like the worst Christmas I've, cover of all time. I grew up being a Bon Jovi fan. Reasons I played drums is because I loved their drummer Tico Torres growing up. Now, number one, start number one. What's wrong with this? For John Bon Jovi to sing the song, he has too many teeth in his head to sing the song to begin with. Shane McGowan had like four teeth in his head when he sang the song. And John didn't do it as a duet. He sang it by himself. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's horrible. If it you, is fucking horrible. I'm embarrassed, man. If you look it up on YouTube, they've disabled the comments because so many people were complaining. And it has 5,000 more downvotes and it has upvotes. It's, oh. it's really, really bad. I don't know what he was thinking. He needs to bring Richie Sambora back to the band. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell he was thinking when he, when he had the idea that he was going to do that. 
You know, I loved back in the day. Remember, everybody was doing the the group with Save the World projects. Mm-hmm. Remember Band Aid? I thought Band Aid was awesome. That's a really weird song when you listen you think- to it. Like, well, the lyric, the one, it's like, "Be glad it's them instead of you." It's yeah. like, oh, we're raising money for the poor African kids, but thank God you're starving and not me. And I'm at home eating turkey. And- yeah, yeah. It, it is a it is a good song, but the lyrics are just a little. It's a little odd. Yeah. I was watching Live Aid. It was like last week or something like that. And they were playing that song at Wembley in the middle of July. And Bono's on stage. Freddie Mercury's on stage. All these legends on stage sing the song. And you could see Wembley in the waves. Like people just jumping up and down and screaming. And when Bono sang his part, everybody lost their fucking shit. I suggest go looking at it on on Facebook. On, That's uh, really cool. YouTube. I don't remember that being part of that. I'll yeah, have to check that out. America, Philadelphia did "We Are the World" at the end of the show, and they did. Do they know it's Christmas time hmm. in Wembley? I I think we've been talking. I don't know, maybe like forty minutes. By the time we we edit out all the stops and starts and all the good stuff we've got going on, so maybe we can take a quick commercial break, and then uh, we got a couple songs that I think that we both really like that we want to touch on, and then we can get the hell out of here before we take a break, Bruce. I want to uh, I want to thank all the troops that are overseas serving our country proudly. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'll never meet you. We'll probably never cross paths, but the to thank you and Merry Christmas to you all. Your family misses you. Just think maybe next year you won't have to be where you're at now and you'll be home safe with your family. So Merry Christmas. I hope war's over soon. Speaking of that, why don't we uh, we'll play John Lennon uh, Happy Christmas War is over to take us out of this. We'll play 30 seconds of that fantastic Christmas song that I know we both really love. So this is Christmas. What have you done? Another year over And you won't just be gone And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun 2020 has been a really tough year. Most of us know someone who got sick and over 300,000 people died from COVID. Millions more people lost their jobs or took a hit financially. 
We haven't been able to do things like go to concerts or spend the holidays with friends and family. The world can feel depressing and overwhelming right now. So we're doing this episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll to try to bring a little entertainment and laughter into your lives. We need everyone to take care of ourselves and each other. So take a few minutes and reach out to a friend or a loved one this holiday season just to say hi and see how they're doing. And if anyone out there is feeling down, help is always just a phone call away. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24 hours a day at 800-273-8255. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. Who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes around on special night? Santa comes around on special night. Special night. Beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. All right, so we're back from the commercial. That must be Santa Claus, and that also must be Bob Dylan that doing a Christmas song. That is such a fun song. song. Oh, I love it. It's probably the most upbeat that Bob Dylan, or the so most the most active done. Bob Dylan has been in 30 years. Oh, God bless him. I yeah. love him. Yeah, that's a it's a pretty recent song too. Yeah, I, I 2008 maybe. Yeah, I heard it on Sirius a lot a couple of years yeah. ago. If you ever want to see the video, look it up on YouTube. It's funny. It like, really is funny. Bob Dylan has a great sense of humor. Bob Dylan's also got fu money now after he sold his publishing Holy rights a couple shit, weeks ago. Uh, good for him though. Everybody exploits his music anyway. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be hearing it on like Super Bowl commercials and some other shit oh, sometime soon. So God, I'll be banging my head yeah. on the ground. All right, we're in the we're in the back end of this. What other songs that we that we like that we we skipped that we haven't talked about yet? Christmas and heavy metal go together like peanut butter and jelly. Everybody loves the song Iron Man. This is a song called "I Am Santa Claus." This is great. So this is by Bob Rivers that we were talking about before. <laughs> That whole album is yeah. just great. It's fun to put on. It's so parodies of all this Christmas stuff. That's it's just a lot of fun. About. Let's have some fun in Christmas, man. Yeah. Christmas music makes me... Doing this project in the last couple of weeks have just really made me appreciate Christmas a little bit more in the last... Last five years haven't been that great, but this year I really feel the spirit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. some just, stuff. Um, the Stevie Wonder, "What Does Christmas Mean to Me?" We don't. I don't know. We don't need. Probably don't need to play it. But it's just. It's, it's a just. Great, a, it's just a fun. It just makes play you feel a couple good. Seconds All right, let's let's do it. It's different. Any of this Motown shit, man. Like the. Man, you can pull up any of that Motown like, stuff, and uh, it's just, it's it's great. I hope we do a Motown soon. I hope we do, too. There's so much great, great music that came out of it. That Stevie Wonder song, man, just, just makes you feel really good. It does. And another song that you put on the list that I hadn't really thought about was Put a Little Love in Your Heart by Al Green. Oh, yeah, from the Scrooge soundtrack. It is at the end of the Scrooge soundtrack, and I never really associated it with a Christmas, as a Christmas song. It totally but is. But it's a... Uh, 
just makes you feel good. I mean, it's it's Al Green and Annie Lennox, uh, and, who they, is, and they do a great job. Yeah, and she's one of my favorite singers from the '80s. Scrooge is also one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies of all just, time, and it's so underrated. Christmas movies, you know, you have to save them for Christmas. You can't watch them all year round, but Scrooge, you could watch all year round. It's just David Johansson's is in it. Yes, the singer from the New York Dolls. Yeah, is I think the, that's the only movie he's ever done. He's the the ghost of Christmas past. The cab. Tab, he's the like, cabra. go back to Jersey, you bum. He's hysterical. He's also, uh, his alter ego is Buster Poindexter, the hot, hot, hot. hot, hot that's hot. A, that's the same guy. Um, looking at some other songs, Rock and Roll Christmas by George Thorogood. We didn't play any of that. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I, again, love it. Give it some love. One man. of my favorite Christmas songs. I love this beginning. Like, hey man, how you doing? Oh my, how you doing? You're here for Christmas. Christmas. There's a cool video that goes with this too. Bunch of guys from Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, what are you doing? Hey man, how you doing, man? Man, that was good. Man. What are you doing? I'm getting ready for Christmas, man. For Christmas. Wait, what are you gonna do for Christmas? I'm gonna have a rock and roll Christmas. Rock and roll Christmas, man. What's that? Well, let me just show you. That song just just kicks. It's it just great. George Thurgood just is down and dirty, bluesy rock and roll. Puts on a great live show. Just really yeah, cool. If you ever get a chance to go see him, yeah. definitely go check him out. Let's laugh a little bit more, Bruce. All right. Let's play, which I think is so underrated. I think it's forgotten with time, is the Cheech and Chong guys. They put a Christmas album out. It was huge. They have a skit it's called Santa Claus and His Old Lady. Mama, mama, cita, donde esta Santa Claus? Oh, I remember this. With a bony knees, he's coming down the street with no shoes on his feet, and he's going to. No, no, that ain't it. Mama, mama, cita, donde esta Santa Claus? The guy with the hair on his jaws, Hey, man, come over here, man. I need some help, man. Yeah, man, I can dig that. Like, uh, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to write a song about Santa Claus, man, but it's not coming about out. About who, man? man? About Santa Claus, man. You know Santa Claus, oh, man? Oh, yeah, man. I played yeah, with those help, dudes, man. man. What? Yeah, last year at the Fillmore, man. Me and you the bass player sat in, man. Oh, <laughs> hey, man, you think Santa Claus is a groove, huh? No, it's not a groove, man. <laughs> That's a yeah. great skit. I had forgotten yeah. about I had totally forgotten about that until you just we put turned that on. I remember listening to that. I can't across it last night i was like this has got to be on the show it's funny so um i know we're going to shift gears and talk about christmas movies for a little bit but i got i got one more song that i haven't talked about yet the last one that i wanted to talk about it's my favorite christmas song of all time and i was surprised to read that a lot of people don't like it was little drummer boy by david bowie and bing crosby it's creepy it's it's weird. I did some digging into it and a little bit of like how cuz it's such a weird pairing you know, uh, the, the I don't think you get them. any more weird than that. I guess the whole story behind that was like in, in 1977, Bing Crosby had been doing this like PBS special every year, this holiday thing. It was like a tradition that he would do this show and it would, it had like skits and songs and stuff like that. 
And David Bowie desperately needed to clean up his image. He was, it was really public that he was a drug addict. He had done an interview with Playboy that year where he said, uh, Adolf Hitler is one of the world's first rock stars. So he, he had, he had some image problems. So he decided, or somebody in his, his camp decided to get him on this show to help clean up his image. <laughs> Neither of them wanted to do it. Bing Crosby's kids were David Bowie's fans. Oh, they were huge. And David Bowie's mom was a Bing Crosby fan. And they said that um, when when David Bowie and his wife showed up on set, they were Bowie had the makeup on, he oh, had an earring, uh, they, he was wearing an all white fur coat, and Bing Crosby was like, "What the fuck?" Bing Crosby didn't even know who he was. Bing Crosby didn't want to do it with Bowie just as much as Bowie didn't want to do it with Bing. But you have to give it up to Bing Crosby's daughter because she's the one that made it happen. She was like, Dad, you don't understand. This is David Bowie. Yeah. You know, and then I guess Bowie's mom was like, you do not understand. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like it's two yeah, worlds. Yeah. And they said that uh, like and then Bowie didn't want to do the song. And, it's, you know. Them together made it a great song. Yeah, well, it's, they, not, it's not one of my favorite Christmas. Well, Bowie songs. didn't. Bowie didn't want to do it to begin with, and then the producers they said they like they ran in another room and they wrote that extra bridge that David Bowie sings to give him something else to. They kind of cobbled in. Uh, That's the best part of the piece song. on Earth because Bowie wanted to be doing something more in the song. And the the you can you can watch the video from the special. I watched the whole hour long special the other day. And it's so weird that like Bowie knocks on the house and he asks I watched David, it. he asks Bing Crosby if he's the butler. It was so weird. And it's just like a weird, it, it's a weird interaction. Bowie hated it. They said Bowie hated that until he, until he, up until his death, he hated it. And it was, um, they recorded in September of 77, Bing Crosby has a massive heart attack golfing the next month and he dies. And then there was all this like, Shit, should we put this out or not? They'd be crazy not to put it right. out. Right. So they were like, well, what do we do? And they so they aired it. It became really popular. And it was bootlegged for a long time. It wasn't available. Like, you couldn't buy a recording of it. And then 1982, MTV starts. I remember. And, and Christmas time is coming in. And they want to play Christmas stuff. And they don't have anything. There's no videos of Christmas music because videos had just started. So they, they start playing They that. started playing that. And that then become they re, the RCA puts it out as a single because everybody loves it, and that's where it it blows up, where it man. became a hit. It's just like this this MTV cool, man. They really had everybody by the balls. Yeah, they they really did. They were like, we're going to make this popular. Yeah, they made it so popular. It's a, it's a pop culture iconic yeah. thing. And then in the whole special too, there's a weird part where he's talking to Twiggy. Bing Crosby, I saw the, that. the actress. Yeah. And then it just fades into David Bowie singing Heroes. It Which really, was pretty awesome. It was really weird. It was cool, but it was yeah. really weird. No, but he's that was a great version of Heroes. Um yeah, it's a it's a it's a really weird special. You ever um, if you ever want to weird yourself out, check it out. You can find it on YouTube. Again, that's that's my favorite Christmas song. But yeah, I could play a little bit of it. Um oh yeah, I guess I should play a little bit of Please. it. Please. A newborn king to see, pa rum pa pum pum. 
Our finest gifts we bring. I guess before we close up with the with the songs too, I need to talk a little bit about Bing Crosby. So Please do. He, Bing, Bing Crosby is, I don't even want to say this, Bing Crosby is the shitbag of the week. <laughs> the I week. When you told me all this, I couldn't believe it about Bing. Bing. Bing Crosby was, I guess when he was popular, he was, he had an image of being like the ultimate family man. And I don't think he was a really nice guy. And I don't want to get into too much about it because this is our Christmas episode. And I know we had one of our Facebook listeners jokingly said he was going to stop following us if I <laughs> made him the shitbag of the week. But I'm sorry, but he's the shitbag of the week. Just he, he cheated on his wife like a lot. And he said there was a couple times that he would have his friends over at Christmas time and he would get drunk and start telling stories about cheating on his wife in, in front of his kids. He was a big golfing buddy with Bugsy Siegel, the mobster. And he also liked to hang out with Jack McGum, who was one of the guys who did the shooting at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Jesus. So um, he was a gambling addict. But the biggest thing that he's really a shitbag about was um, the way he treated his kids. And – Keep in mind that Bing Crosby had, I think it was like seven children. One of his kids wrote a book saying what a bad dude dad was. One of the kids came out and said, yeah, this is all true. Some of the other kids said the kid is full of shit. So take that all with a grain of salt. There's two sides to every story. But Controversy. Somebody's got to be the shitbag of the week. And they said that he would call his son Gary. I guess we had a weight problem. He called him Bucket Butt. And satchel ass. Fuck him. What a fucking asshole. And when he was seven, Bing Crosby would weigh the kid once a week. And if he gained too much weight, he would beat him. He said his dad beat him so much that he would beat him till he drew blood. And he said that his son said he endured the pain by fantasizing about how one time he was going to grow up and he was going to murder Bing Crosby. Um, They said that dad would get home by six and the beatings would start by 6.05. And he said that Bing Crosby would hold a cane like a baseball bat, like a batter. The fuck's wrong with him? And would wind up and hit him. Um, we got bad day at the studio, pal. Yeah. Go lay some fucking brick and tell me how fucking hard life is. His, his said his other Bing's other son said that this story is all true. Um, one of his other sons came out and said that the guy, the kid that wrote the book, is a crybaby, and that the beatings that Bing Crosby gave all of them really toughened him up as adults. Yeah, he probably treats his kids the same fucking way. He would do stuff like uh, if the kid, the kids had to eat everything on their plate, and if one of the kids, uh, they said one of the kids one time didn't want to didn't want to eat everything and he hid some food under a carpet and Bing made him pull the carpet up and eat it off the floor with like hair and all this crap all over it. If his kids left their laundry laying around, he would make his kid, his one son wear like dirty underwear around his neck for a night and stuff like that. Uh, All four of Bing Crosby's kids wound up becoming alcoholics. I mean, Bing Crosby had a, had a a drinking problem as well. Um, Two of his kids actually wound up committing suicide. No and, way. And yeah. So good um, old dad. They said, and some of that was around money. Like his kids didn't work. They kind of lived off dad and some investments went south and the money was kind of dried up. And then when Bing Crosby died, he put the money in a trust fund for the kids, but they weren't allowed to touch it until they're 65. Wow. So a lot of them kind of like think things dried up and it led them to, they, they had some problems and some stuff like that. But Bing Crosby, not the nicest guy in the world. Shitbag of the week. I'm glad Frank Sinatra knocked him out of the fucking world. All right, so let's talk. Let's wrap a little bit about yeah, some man. Christmas movies, man. Before we we bring it home, since we're there's, talking Christmas, there's stuff. nothing more Christmassy than Christmas movies. I think my favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Story. I don't think they make a better one. Mine too. Than that 
You know, I met a I met somebody one time and they told me they didn't like the Christmas story. I never trusted that asshole after that ever again. It's it's the best. I saw it in the theaters when it came out. Me and Doug went to the house in Cleveland where they shot the film outside of and it was magical, man, being out in front of Ralphie's house looking in his mailbox for my Dakota ring. You know, it it, it really is. If you ever get a chance to go out to Cleveland, it's, you want to go a little bit further, you go out to where they made the Christmas story at. It's, and they, the whole section of the city, that part is decked out in Christmas time. Somebody bought the house and redesigned the house all inside what the movie looked like because the movie wasn't shot inside. They had to remake it to look like the house it did in the movie. Now, I went upstairs on the second floor, and that's where the the famous phone scene is where the mother calls Schwartz's mother up and says, you know, Ralphie said, fuck. And I picked up the phone and the fucking scene's going on in the phone. Like you hear, where she's like shrieking, like, what'd she, I do, oh, Holy what'd shit, I do? dude. I, I couldn't believe it. It was so funny. They were like, do whatever you want. You know, I took a picture underneath the sink, like hiding from Ralphie's, Ralphie's gonna get it. Like kind of thing. Uh, that's fantastic. I love Christmas movies. There, my my wife is one of the strongest willed people I've ever met in my life, and I find it it's awesome that she has a soft spot in her heart. She absolutely loves Christmas Does movies. She? she she loves Elf. Elf uh, is great. She's watched Christmas Vacation probably four times already this year. Wow. Uh, she she'll watch. She'll watch it. it and and just start it over and watch it again. Christmas Vacation is so funny. She was what we were watching the year without Santa Claus the other day, like the old animated or the the stop animation with the heat miser, cold oh, miser wow. stuff. Yeah, watch all that stuff, man. It's just uh, this stuff. It's on constantly in in our house and like good Christmas movies, not that Hallmark movie shit. No. That, you know, the same the same no. goddamn movie over and over and over again. Dude, I, I I love It's a Wonderful Life. It really helped me through a lot of Christmases. If you've never seen it, you should definitely ever you should definitely watch it. It's dated, but this, the message is still there. A great Christmas movie is Die Hard. Now, do absolutely, you, do you consider that yes, a Christmas absolutely. movie? It's absolutely a Christmas movie. Definitely a Christmas yeah. movie. How about Gremlins? Do you think Gremlins? Yes, is, yes. Gremlins is definitely yes. a Christmas movie. I think Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Okay, there's just so much like. Christmas stuff going on in that movie. Trading Places, that was a Christmas movie and a New Year's movie. You know, I love I love the old Christmas carol. The older, the better, because it's the spookier. The spookiest. There's one from 1938 that I like to watch. And it's the the phot- photography tricks that they do in it is so fucking creepy. It's scary. Hmm. I love a miracle on 34th Street, the original one from yeah. 1947. The Polar Express, I love it. I had a tradition there that I would watch it every year. Do you remember Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore? No, no, it wasn't that big. It was. Uh, we were watching uh, Fred Claus recently with Vince Vaughn. That's a good one. A couple of the ones with Tim Allen are in it. Yeah, I like those Santa movies. Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what other Christmas movie I love, dude? And I think maybe I'm the only one is Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You ever see that yeah. one? Dude, that movie's the best. Yeah, it's. I think we got one more song to rock it out. The All Bruce. Right, let's. What do we got? The Tom Petty. Yeah, we we didn't play that one. That's a, another great one. Well, it's 
Yeah, it's a great song. Again, one of those songs that like it's out in the last 30 years that became popular. It still feels new. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I guess that's about it for Christmas music. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a great um, time. I know we say that after every episode, but I've no, just but been this, having a blast doing this. This put me in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. It was it was really cool uh, doing all the research for this and listening to a lot of stuff and purposely didn't dive into anything with this other than looking up what a what a jerk Bing Crosby was. <laughs> I think the best thing that we did about the show that it was all fun music. Holidays are about fun. People forget about that. I forget about it. I hope everybody has a great Christmas. So speaking of fun, it's time for the electric chair. Yes. One of us gets to pick a song to die. This week was Doug's turn. Uh, Unfortunately, Doug isn't here this week, but we didn't want to skip him. So he did give us his selection and his choice in the spirit of the holidays was Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer by Elmo and Patsy. Great choice. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Uh, what the fuck? I remember the first time I heard this song, Bruce. Even as a little kid, I was like, what the fuck is this? It's just, it's not a good song. Maybe it was comical for like a hot minute when it first came out. But now, dude, it has to be like 40 years later now. Yeah, and, it, and there's there's other like funny... Christmas songs like the Hippopotamus for Christmas. But why this There's song? other why stuff. Why is this song so popular? And it's like, it's a song about fucking grandma got, she got murdered. She got jacked she by Santa. Right, right. She's dead. I, ugh. Just switch the flesh. We sentence you to death. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. You've been avenged, Grandma. And it, do you know that they made a, a sequel to that song? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? So I think Elmo and Patsy split up at some point, Ugh, and maybe the, she got fucking. And, right and over. Elmo decided that he was going to try to make. Uh, he was going to try to cash in he that didn't. that reindeer money. Did he? he came, he came out with a song called "Grandpa's Gonna Sue the Pants Off of Santa." So Grandma's dead. And now Grandpa's gonna. This is really fucking terrible. <laughs> uh. No doubt you can remember Grandma's passing. That tragic, mournful tale so often sung. The prime suspect is one of Santa's reindeer. In the world's most famous case of hit and run. I, I, you know what? We Fuck it. Let's just kill this one. Dude, switch. Get me. Damn. Dude, they both two, deserved it. Yeah, two for it's. It's the same. It's. I'm gonna write hate. I'm gonna write hate mail to that guy. Yeah, it's really, it's really like, like terrible. how dare you make a sequel to Grandma Got Ran yeah, Over? It's awful. So, all right, everybody. So that's it for our Christmas episode. Huge shout out to everybody who's been listening and chatting with us on social media. Doing this show is really one of the highlights for us, and we hope we're bringing a little bit of fun into your lives every two weeks. If you guys are having half as much fun listening as we are doing it, then that's that's good for us. You know, keep listening, subscribing, rating. You can check us out at prisonersofrockandroll.com. 
We're anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can also email us at prisonersofrockandroll at gmail.com. We love hearing what you guys think on everything. You know, we love hearing ideas for shows. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Prisoners of Rock. We're publishing playlists to go with every episode. Uh, all the music that we're playing today is on our Prisoners of Rock and Roll Christmas Music That Doesn't Suck playlist. We shared it a couple weeks ago. We'll put it back up when we publish this episode. You guys want to listen to something while you're tooling around we try to record an episode every two weeks however two weeks from today will be new year's eve so uh we'll be back in early january with another episode we're going to dust off our notebook and we're going to figure something we're going to talk about guys out there i want to wish everybody a merry christmas again i want to wish my best to my brother doug and his wife anna everybody out there take care of each other remember if you feeling sad feeling down pick up the phone call someone Keep on rocking out there. Peace out.